Welcome to the Politics and Bros podcast. This is episode 18. It's June 4th, 2020. All hell has broken loose. There's protests and looting everywhere, and I don't even know which end is up anymore. <laughs> Hi, Howell. <laughs> you just when you think, like, we've seen it all, right? Yeah, I know. It's, it's, Shit gets worse. Uh, you know, I th- <laughs> it's funny. Someone was, t- I was texting on our group thread or something, maybe like last week when I can't remember what it was. Oh, maybe when he was just, uh, Trump was tweeting about like thugs looting or whatever. And they were like, is there a bottom? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. there, there is no bottom. And then, you know, a day later he has a, uh, a, a photo op where he gasses people. So, you know, like he said, it's just how low can you go? But yeah, I mean, how are you doing? <laughs> Yeah, it's funny about that whole you know photo op thing because they had like the parks, U.S. Parks uh, uh, Service police, put out a yeah. statement. Yeah, the park police put out a statement about everything they did, and they didn't say anything about tear gas. So uh-huh. apparently, it didn't happen because they didn't. The parks police didn't put it in their fucking press release. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll talk even about though, that, right? Even though people were there, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Crazy. But no, I mean, I think. I mean, I'm just, I was telling you before, I'm, I'm, I'm tired. Like, you know, yeah. it's just, I think every, it's just kind of a, it's kind of a sad time and just trying to look for like little joys that I can find in the day. Um, yeah. my, our neighbors got, uh, an outdoor movie projection screen and at the last couple of nights they played movies in their backyard and, and the kids went over there and like watched Guardians of the Galaxy one night and then Sandlot another. Uh, so, you know, looking for the little things like that to kind of yeah. enjoy. Um, yeah. How's everything at Oak Park? Eh, quiet now. I mean, because the cops had closed off the city, a lot mm-hmm. of those protests and looters came through Oak Park and into River Forest and Forest Park and Elmwood Park, which are all like, you know, the cluster of suburbs right around me and um we had some looting in the business district a jewelry store um you know a p- couple pawn shops actually the the pot dispensary in oak park got hit twice they caught them they caught the first set of guys before they got in and then another set of people came in and actually got into the to the to the store and they got arrested mm-hmm. um so it's it's calmed down now uh still a lot of businesses are boarded up like you know i was at whole foods today to pick up a couple things for dinner and they had the wood uh partitions uh laying on the sidewalk because they're going to put them up at night when they close yeah and then like the gap had like you know boarded up everything and yeah i so. i went to get I, I was having really bad allergies mm-hmm. i don't um the other the other day and I, and I went to the walgreens down the street and i turned the corner and I saw it was completely boarded up. So I just kept driving and turned around and came home and I'm like, God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm gonna have to sneeze again. Like I sneezed profusely for 24 hours because of these writers. And we say, we asked the question on this podcast, do it. Does any of this stuff matter? Well, there you go. <laughs> it, it affects my allergies. Yeah. You um, do sound stuffy. Um, I'm better now, but uh, I'm probably still recovering a little bit, but uh, yeah, ready. Kids have two more weeks of school and then, we kind of do a little summer vacation. We're uh, we're gonna go out to Park City, which some nice. of you may know is where my parents live now. And then we're gonna drive back with them. Uh, we're gonna do a little Yellowstone and Jackson Hole. And, oh, nice! And maybe go to Rushmore, Mount Rushmore, where Trump's uh, face will surely be one day as well. Yes, it will. Um, and then come back. So kind of take a 
summer, couple weeks off in the summer just to get away from it all, which should be good. Are you driving out there or just going to drive back? Yeah, so um, we're going to, dr- I think Melissa and I are going to drive out there. My, okay. my parents are going to come grab the kids a week before and then I think we're going to drive out there okay. uh, and then drive back. So it'll be road trip, but you know we have a new car, um, Subaru Ascent. Nice. Uh, but, oh yeah. With that I, third row? Third row, captain's chair. Can't, oh, can, can't vouch for beautiful. it enough. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't think I've talked to you um, <laughs> since this happened, but we went up to, and this kind of might actually lead right into our um, first topic, but uh, we went uh, Memorial Day weekend, which was weekend before last, right? Um, we went up to Wisconsin to do a little hiking. That's the family just to get away. And um, <clears throat> as we were coming back, we're like, oh, let's swing through Lake Geneva and maybe get some ice cream or something. Um, because I'd never been through this town. For those who don't know, Lake Geneva is kind of a little uh, resort town with a European sort of boardwalky flair in Wisconsin. Um, and little did we know, Wisconsin, you know, Wisconsin had just opened up um, with the overturning of the Governor Evers's. Uh, orders and little did we know that everyone in the midwest was going to be in lake geneva that mm-hmm. week, that weekend memorial day weekend it was a madhouse and while we were there um trying to get out of the madhouse someone sideswiped our car our brand new oh, car Jesus. so the car is currently being um currently being repaired but oh, will Jesus. hopefully be done by the time we drive out to to park city so and of course the the person who didn't didn't leave a note or any insurance oh no we were we were there we were in the car um, oh you and were they, oh, and wow. they, yeah and i honked at him and yelled at him and he pulled over and and we got insurance and it's all good. Oh, okay yeah so all, all right. good all good okay. but still it's a pain in the ass for a brand new car right um, absolutely I mean, we, we got the car in march yeah. um so yeah so less than two months old and already in an accident but anyway um, I guess that kind of is a good segue into what you, the first topic that you wanted to talk about tonight. Yeah, is uh, I, so I mean, it's kind I mean, of a it's joke. Kind but of right, exactly. Yeah, is is COVID over now that we're everybody's protesting and you know obviously for good reasons, but yeah. you know yeah, I don't I, we don't we're not going to get into all that and and you know. Well, I mean, I think I I, I do think that it's worth talking about um, the stance of all those people who were uh, um, what's the word lecturing sort of the, the anti-lockdown protest. Oh, mm-hmm. look at, you know, look at you, you know, who are now out, pro- right. might be out protesting. I think probably, they probably have more of a uh, cause behind their their protest. Sure, but it doesn't matter. We we as Americans have a right to to protest and and free speech. Um, and you know, you even see some doctors and and healthcare uh, official healthcare workers out there yeah, protesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, does it, does, it's also COVID is, you know, not above the fold in the news right now. Right. Right. Um, 
So, you know, it's kind of, it, it, it's not the best look, I would say, for those who wanted everyone to take COVID seriously, which I certainly did and still do. Um, but, you know, and, and, you know, that's one reason that me and my family did not, among other, but me and my family did not sort of join any sort of peaceful protest or peaceful gatherings this, right. this week right. is uh, why, I mean, we've spent two months trying to keep our family and others safe. Why would we do that now? So, yeah. um, I, I think it's, it, it sends a mixed message. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is, it's interesting just of how this exploded all over the country so quickly. And I think a lot of it had to do, uh, not, not the reason, obviously George Floyd is the reason why this is, you know, well, one of the reasons, the the latest reason why these protests are happening, but people have been cooped up in their homes for, like you said, two, three months. And that, that nervous energy just Mm -hmm. exploded with, you know, you know, the, the, the catalyst being, you know, George Floyd being Mm -hmm. murdered by, four police officers in Minnesota. Right. Um, so it, it's, I get it. And I kind of, you know, I, I think after seeing that and seeing kind of the unrest brewing, I kind of thought to myself, well, nobody's going to give a shit about COVID anymore um, at this point. And that's, I, and I, like I said, totally justifiable, get it. Cause once you add in the emotion of all mm-hmm. uh, the protests surrounding George Floyd and others, uh, and then add on the fact that we've been locked in our homes forever. Uh, I just, I don't know and, how you keep people in the And inside. a professional potster as our leader. Right. Um, yeah. No real leadership coming out of the White House, right. just, you know, angst and, and you know, egging people on and trying to be all law and order, whatever the Calling hell he is. Calling people thugs. Yeah, we, I mean, we can talk, we can talk about that. But I mean, I, I do think I was actually looking real quickly um, at, because I wanted to see what's going on with COVID because people, and I don't know how it is in your neighborhood, but there does seem to be a more casual nature towards mm-hmm. things going on uh, amongst people. I when the other night when people were at the movie, my neighbor like they were giving hugs. I I was not right. giving hugs, but like some yeah. of people were giving hugs, and um, and so I was like, oh well, you know, I wonder if all, any of this has led to like what's it doing for cases and stuff. And I did notice that um, the Washington Post does sort of a seven day rolling average. And it's ticked up over the last seven days um, and is, I think, maybe like 10 to 15% higher than it was for um, a couple of, a couple of like the segment before. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if it continues to go up, if it plateaus or, or what. Right. But I mean, I think one thing is, is that it's also, it's not, it's not over, but it's definitely not getting the attention that it did. Yeah. No, understandably so. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it going back to uh, um, sort of the point of actually your 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 joke of a topic is that you know this. How do we get in this shit storm that we're in right yeah. now? I mean, what do you think? I mean, it's. I think it's just like you said, people cooped up, um, some raw emotion, and then you know we just had someone who. who in the moment, the moment that's there to take and and say, the you know the easiest it's it's one of the easier speeches to give, 
You know what I mean? Or yeah. one of the easier moments to capture where people are looking for someone to say the right thing. Right. And we just have, like I said, a shit stir leading us. Well, and it's been interesting because a lot of there have been leaders in, in the community and leaders in cities, especially the cities that we're seeing a lot of the, the, the protests, some of the violence and some of the looting. Not to say not all protesters were doing that, but there were elements that were doing it. Mm-hmm. Mayors like Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms in Atlanta, who was they were saying the right things, but it's because they were trying to calm the unrest, whereas the mm-hmm. person who should be heading it off in the first place was sitting in the Oval Office twiddling his thumbs. Uh, I mean, and doing, or, and doing or, nothing. Yeah. I mean, the first thing is first do no harm. Right. Right. Well, and what's funny, I've seen a bunch of press releases. Oh, he was out there saying that it was terrible what happened to George Floyd and that there needs to be justice. And like, OK, sure, he said that. But did he did he address the nation? Did he go on TV? Did he do all the things that a normal president would have done? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, instead of talking shit about past presidents and how they handle things. And if they came out and said something like uh, President Bush actually put out a really great statement, mm-hmm. um, you know, how is why can't the current president do that? You can't just be a straight up law and order president. Your your role is to ease the minds of the American public because that's what they elected you to do. They elected you to handle these things and be in control, not to rule with an iron fist and, you know, tell people to suck it up. I just. Right. It's, well, it's, it's also it's like it's it goes back to one of those things we've discussed over and over again is he it's my way or the highway. He's not right. interested or our way, his him and his base's way or the highway. And we're not interested in sort of any any sort of um, unanimity, um, unanimous movement or, you mm-hmm. know, consensus or trying to build consensus. It's. And if you don't agree with me, I'm going to, you know, recommend that you be put down and, you know, you got to attack the battle space. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just really a really sad time. I mean, adding to, you know, the understandable unrest among communities of color and feeling marginalized, which they have for forever. Uh, And then you add in a president who doesn't give a doesn't give a damn. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, no I don't empathy. blame, I don't believe, yeah, no empathy whatsoever. I mean, like I said, you know, the, is violence and looting an acceptable response? No, but at, there comes a point where there's nothing else left, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm sure, you know, there are people out there who took advantage of the situation. And like, you know, we saw in Chicago, all the, all the images of uh, the Nike store on Michigan Avenue mm-hmm. getting just raided. Like, I mean, yeah, that's, that's sad. And those people are taking away from the message and they're taking away from the positivity of the protests, but yeah, you know, did you follow any of the, um, any of the like conspiracy theories around like, you know, Antifa being elements of Antifa being Antifa, antifascist, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, or alternatively like the, uh, the Boogaloo boys, yeah. Uh, have you followed any of that stuff? I have. I mean, I totally I totally believe that there was both of those elements involved sure. in trying to agitate. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I agree. Um yeah. I don't know if it was more one over the other, but I think I, I'm sure Antifa was having fun and and mm-hmm. tagging buildings. I mean, all the pictures that I've seen in Washington DC of like the Treasury building was tagged, like all mm-hmm. the departments and monuments were tagged and you know, I'm sure that was Antifa and I'm sure there was the white supremacist element out there doing stuff to agitate as well. Right, um, like I totally, like, I totally buy into that. Like um, uh, bags of bricks being like strategically placed. 
yeah that i don't know about uh have you seen the pictures though yeah i have i it's it's interesting like i've i didn't i don't i don't i know that people said that happened in past um past protests and past unrest but i didn't see that so i yeah i don't know i don't know about that it's yeah it's probably just russia but um but uh (laughs) well the bots man on facebook have to be russia and iran and these countries that hate us because it's unbelievable the amount of stuff that's out there and you know screenshot twitter messages that are popping up on some of these fringe uh, facebook (laughs) group pages and all that it's insane Um, i i i i'm off like I'm basically off Facebook. I deleted it from my phone. I still have an account and mm-hmm. I'll check it like once a week, but um, it's like, I don't know. I think we could do a whole probably episode on social media, but yeah, I think all of these things, as you mentioned, kind of detract from the the purpose and the message of the protest. And it's mm-hmm. unfortunate um, that that is the case. And I, you know, I have followed, some of these sort of conspiracies about who is sort of stoking the flames or whatever. But I genuinely do think that, that 90% of the movement is people frustrated, people, people upset, people just over it. And they, they, and, and as you said, combined with the tinderbox that we've been in as a, as a country, like it, it's just raw and it's just people out there you know kind of seeing this reacting and there's some momentum to it and it just kind of built and i think it's i think it's pretty organic and like um and you know it's interesting that this is the one you know because that unfortunately police brutality and is you know something we've heard quite a bit over the last uh five ten years as cell phone um coverage has increased you know the guy philando castile who was killed in actually minneapolis like two years ago remember that he was like shot in his car yeah um like you know for and he the guy was like a school worker or something like a really good upstanding guy and just shot like you know why didn't that trigger something like this but i think Mm -hmm. as you said it was just like the perfect storm and 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 given that we have a leader who's incapable of I use the term leader least loosely, um, exec, an executive who is incapable of sort of of seizing the moment and delivering the message that we need. It just kind of poured gasoline on everything. Right. Um, so MAGA bitches. MAGA bitches, which is making 2020 the worst year ever. <laughs> yeah. It just yeah, kind I'm, of seems like, I don't know, no casinos open. We can't go anywhere. Hey, the strip opened. The strip opened. The strip opened, but yeah. you know, there's no there's no poker rooms, which is the only thing I care about. Oh, really? Uh, um, I mean, well, I mean, it's one of the things I care about, but um, <laughs> I, no I, restaurants I yet, I, except I, for like yeah. no restaurants except to like sit outside, and I, yeah. I don't know. I just normalcy still seems like a really far way off, which makes it even more scary. And when you start I'm, to think about the November election, and if if this asshat wins another another term, like it, uh, things are going to get even crazier. I, Under, I just yeah. unbelievably uh, the the unrest is going to be uh, the day after the election in November. Like cities will burn. I I totally believe it if he wins another term. Um. Well, I I don't know. Did I send you this today? Um. I don't know if 
you've seen, but the truest test of who is going to win has has now flipped to say Biden is the favorite. And who is that? It is my uh, sports betting site, which oh, I, right. <laughs> I I look today at odds for um, they have all sorts of odds for politics, and uh, it had will will Joe who will. It had the three. It had all the swing states and who, which party was going to win the swing state, and they had the Democrats winning Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. And then if you go down to sort of the head-to-head matchup, they have Joe Biden now as as minus one ten, which in sports betting means you're the favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, it means you have to bet one hundred and ten dollars to win a hundred, and Donald Trump is plus 120, which means you have to bet 100 to win 120. Two months ago, I went on when it looked like Biden was going to secure the nomination. Wow, doesn't two months ago seem like two years ago? Forever, forever. (laughs) Um, Side side note there, but I went on when it looked like Biden was going to lock it up after maybe Super Tuesday to see what his odds of winning the presidency were. And at the time, he was plus 120. He is what Trump is now. So it swung from uh, Trump being, well, I'd say plus one, minus 110 is like a football game being a three-point spread. So like Georgia, Alabama on a neutral field, um, like three points, right? So now it's like it's gone from Trump being the three-point favorite to Biden being the three-point favorite. So – you know, obviously that's a snapshot in time and it can change, but as of right now, uh, they have Biden as the favorite. Are you there? I'm here. Oh, I'm listening. Okay. I was just, I guess I, I thought I was going on so long. I was like, did I lose him? No, no. But, uh, so yeah, um, could be, could, could, I mean, streets could still burn in, in November 4th or whatever, November 5th, if Trump loses. Um, or if Biden, or if Biden loses, either way. Yeah, either way. I don't know that America's in the most place, best place mentally to handle, um, either, either uh, outcome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's unrest within the administration, at least somewhat. You know, our defense secretary pushed back on Trump's, uh, Trump saying that he's willing to deploy the U.S. military to restore law and order. Right. Um, right. But it kind of seems like that. nobody else, nobody else is really saying much, in, in of elected officials or current serving officials in the administration. Other than that, it just sort of, I don't yeah, know, just I mean, disappointed. The the kind of second thing we want to talk about was kind of what that whole the whole response to to the unrest and um, yeah, I mean, Mattis came out. You're talking about Mattis coming out yesterday, or were you talking about Esper? Well, I was talking about Esper oh, okay. uh, initially, yeah. basically pushing back on Trump, saying to use uh, I'm I'm blanking on the name of the of the law, but um, to allow to, to the deployment of U.S. military to restore basically order in yeah. the cities and push yeah, back. Yeah, he's protesters. the only only sort of um, political in the administration that that said anything. I think yeah. uh, I know the joint. Some of the Joint Chiefs issued a statement. Yep. Um, that they would not be for it. That they, yeah, exactly. Um, and they're, but they're obviously military. So, 
but certainly General Mattis's statement, which is very strong uh, and amazing, pushing back on the uh, laying the smackdown on on President Trump. Um, a man. Yeah. Of, I mean, uh, even though he's parts of it, let me read parts of it. I'm yeah, you should read parts of it okay. if you got it pulled up. You should do it. I mean, this guy is everybody knows four star Marine General, uh, nicknamed Mad Dog Mattis, former def- the first Defense Secretary under President Trump, but resigned over Trump's Syria policy. Um. Yeah, I would not want to piss this guy off. He's much older than me, but could still kill me pretty easily. <laughs> so he talks about, um, you know, everyone has the right to to protest, you know, but I think this is pretty powerful. Donald Trump is the first president in my lifetime who does not try to unite the American people, does not even pretend to try. Instead, he tries to divide us. We talked about that quite a bit. We are witnessing the consequences of three years of this deliberate effort. We are witnessing the consequences of three years without mature leadership. We can unite without him drawing on the strengths inherent in our civil society. Um, Let's see if there's anything else. Uh, I mean, he even goes the Nazi route. The Nazi slogan for destroying us was divide and conquer. Our American answer is in union, there is strength. We must yes. summon the the unity to surmount the, this crisis, confident that we are better than our politics. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I I'm thankful he said something. I've always thought he could have said something earlier, but maybe he was holding his tongue until there was some moment where he saw, I mean, us fraying, and that like we needed someone to be able to just kind of hold it together. Uh, you know, I think you mentioned to me earlier this week, you're like, you text me, you're like, dude, Trump is a legit threat to our Republic. And maybe that's what Mattis was waiting for. Yeah, I think so. I mean, he's one of those military guys that, you know, is very much chain of command type of guy and isn't willing to, yeah, you know, he doesn't want to ring and run kind of thing. He's, he wants to, you know, he just, wants to have that kind of he thinks it's more appropriate to stay back since he's no longer involved but it's good to see that there comes a point where you have to say something mm-hmm. and then you had senator lisa murkowski sort of echoing that stuff and 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 cheerleading uh and general romney. mattis's statement and romney too of course and but that's it again yep. <laughs> that's all we're seeing is two two u.s senators that's it yeah saying something meanwhile uh, you have tom cotton issuing a uh uh writing an op-ed in the New York times the same day that Mattis comes out with a statement that's saying, send in the military. I'm like, could you be more tone deaf? Um, did you see that, that he wrote the, yeah. And it's, yeah. I mean, we can get into that too about the New York times and kind of the unrest there. Oh yeah. Among, among uh, the staff there kind of revolting that they, yeah. uh, that they would publish something like that. But yeah, but Tom Cotton, one of the things that I think Senator Cotton, you know, he's a military guy who served uh, in Iraq and um, I believe in Afghanistan and Afghanistan as well. But um, he's thought of as if as as a future presidential candidate. His yeah. voice matters. Um, so or did or did? Yeah, I mean, after reading that, people can change their minds on that. But um, there's the New York Times staff sort of revolted. Why would we publish something like that? It's but that's a free exchange of ideas. I'm fine yeah. with him writing an op-ed like that. Oh or yeah. An opinion piece. I'm absolutely fine with it being totally. published in the New York times and the Washington post or wherever, but look foolish. Um, 
That's fine. Yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Um, But yeah, I saw people being like, would you, if he, if he published, if he wanted to write an op-ed saying kill all Jews, would you publish that? I'm like, this is, that's not the same thing. It's not the same thing. Like, why do you have to go to the extreme? Like, it's a legit, it's a legit policy consideration that there should be a free and open debate on. And yeah, Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a lot, again, this is, I think one of those things where if you're on social media, you um, cause I was like checking our, our podcast Twitter page and I saw a ton about this issue going on, the sort of the, um, the illiberal media, essentially like mm-hmm. the people who were taught in liberal arts colleges who are now kind of making their way up the ranks of, um, journalists or outlets who are essentially illiberal because they they are closed off to ideas and they and they yep. don't they they're more worried about feelings than 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 discussion or or process um i think this is one thing that's really loud in the social media uh echo chamber at the moment but if you're not paying attention to it you don't hear much about it like yeah you know yeah um so again it's one of those things like does it matter? I don't know. Yes. I mean, sure. I, I agree with you. I think, I think we should let him publish something like that. He's not saying anything that is it, it, it like, I can disagree with it, but it, there's not, it's not objectively wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it kind of, it also perpetuates the thing that there's, there's a lot of enablers for president Trump in, in Congress and in the Senate. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And we're kind of, it's more evidence, right? There's more evidence, which shows that there is, there's, I think there's, a, there, the Republic's in danger. Mm-hmm. Um, authoritarianism is getting, is getting stronger and stronger, or at least authoritarian viewpoints and sentiment is getting stronger and stronger in all, in all under the, uh, the guise of, of law and order mm-hmm. and maintaining law and order. Um, so, you know, I think I've struggled, as you know, over the over our episodes to come up with to, to muster up the courage to say that that President Trump is a danger to our country. And mm-hmm. I think after the events of the last you know several days, I most certainly do think he is a major threat to the health of our republic. Yeah, um, I was going to I was going to ask you, I know, you know, we've had that discussion um, before uh, that. And it's it's kind of seems like it's. What, what, I mean, what is, what are the, I, cause I remember I asked you even like two years ago, I was like, dude, this guy would never concede losing an election. You know, we'll, 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 I, I could see him trying to stay in office and you're like, oh, the, that they, the Republicans would never allow it. And I would, I would disown them if that was the case. And I'm like, now I'm like, it's, I, I don't know what he could try to say or do that they wouldn't find some way to defend at this point i mean it's it's sort of like a sink it's i don't know why why you would stay on the sinking ship this long um if i were an elected republican i just Mm -hmm. uh, what's the motivation at this point and sure is he popular among the party faithful yeah but the party faithful is losing they're losing people Mm-hmm. The, the the Republican Party is contracting, and it has been since he since Trump came into office. It's not as big as it once was. So, it sure does it still affect your primary? But yeah, but a lot of those primaries are over now. It's probably safe for some of these guys to come out and finally say something, at least you know moderately 
critical of how Donald Trump has handled himself as president of the United States. Um, I just saw now, where he's going to, uh, um, he just came out on Twitter saying he's going to do everything he can to defeat Murkowski. Yeah. It's, which is funny to me because she actually was part of a whole, you know, uh, there was an effort to beat her in the primary several years ago. Mm-hmm. She lost the Republican primary several years ago, and then she won as a write-in candidate. Right. Um, so the people of Alaska will have something to say about that. And I think Trump probably underestimates just how red Alaska is. I mean, it is a red state, but they are fiercely independent and aren't going to let, you know, Donald Trump tell them yeah, uh, who to elect as senator. Um, how, I mean, if you if you were to do like, what do you think is like what the republic would what would happen i mean what do you think could happen what's a hypothetical for like how this played out in in sort of a worst case scenario if he wins again i I don't know either either way like if he doesn't win and doesn't concede or you know and he mobilizes the military or you know like um he's obviously shown that he's willing to use the military against peaceful protesters (laughs) to get a picture of him in front of a church holding a bible that's not his um i I don't like what what when you say he's a danger of the republic like what do you what what i just mean what is your fear where does your fear go my fear goes to the fact that he will do nothing to stop the fabric of the country from being ripped apart he in this this week so we would just fall apart as opposed to like we would just fall apart i don't him making moves to I don't think he's going to make moves. I don't think he's going to mobilize the military to to uh, solidify his position in the White House. That's I, I just cannot imagine that happening in our country. I don't mm-hmm. cannot imagine the Joint Chiefs allowing that to happen. I just the Secret Service would not would they if he loses in November and he tries to hold on to power, you know, past January, you know, whenever uh, the inauguration day is in January, mm-hmm. they're going to pick him up in his chair and set him out in the front lawn. So that Biden can come move in, and actually, there, there, it's con- in the Constitution that, and it's in the Constitution. Yeah, I mean, he um, can he can file as many freaking lawsuits as he wants, go for it. But it, he's in the Supreme Court. Come on, like they don't owe him anything. They got their lifetime appointments. It's Roberts has shown he's an institutionalist, especially yeah. with this most recent ruling. I don't know if you followed that about in California, where he ruled with the liberals to say that the governor's orders can keep the, the churches shut down. Oh yes. Yeah. 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 Um, so, you know, he would probably rule with whoever to say, you know, to protect the institution over the exec the yeah. institution of American government overall, as opposed to the executive per se. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, that photo op that, that was, did you hear when they, they said, President Trump, is that your Bible? And he said, it's a Bible. <laughs> yep, that's what it is. It's a Bible. Like not, even, not even pretending anymore. Um, yeah, it, it's, I love that. I love that church. I've, I've actually been to services in that church. I've been to a couple of weddings in that church, St. John's. Um, you know, every president since it's, since that church was built has worshiped there. And um, I feel horrible for the, for the members and the parishioners of that church that, that it was used in such a shallow and transparent way. <laughs> and that's um, what, yeah. I was just thinking it, it wasn't even like, like deftly done. It was just so yeah. like heavy handed. Yeah. 
it's 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 sad it's just and then the way they cleared lafayette square so that he could do this manly freaking you know gorilla walk from the white house over there and it just I can't think of a single other president, definitely not in my lifetime, that would have ever done that. And the thing that kills me too is this is this is a party that up until Trump came around came along would talk about the days of Ronald Reagan, and Reagan would have beaten the shit out of Donald Trump for doing something like that. Mm-hmm. I just and nobody seems to care. None, nobody in the party seems to care. Yeah. They think it's hilarious. They think the bravado is amazing and the hubris is something that should be celebrated and owning, you know, the, owning, libs. The, owning the libs is, is goal number one. And as long as we're doing that, fuck what everybody else has to think or say about it. It's just, I'm just, I'm just so tired of like the, the making anyone who disagrees with you sort of an enemy, like, yep. you know, nobody has a, nobody has the market cornered on being right. Like that's the whole point of America, right? Is to have a free exchange of ideas and let the best ones bubble out and, 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 you know, have government there to sort of steer us right and left and, you know, help a little bit where we need it. Um, Where, you know, maybe um, it can get ahead or behind of the ideas themselves, but like, I, I, you know, I just wish, I think we need to come to a place where like we think of people, most people of having good intentions as opposed to like automatically um, kind of thinking everyone is out to secure their end and, and, and be, and has evil intentions. And because yeah. if you think that way, there's no way you can really be democratic because you don't really care what they have to say. You only care what you have to say in your agenda. Yeah. And I think he just, uh, he just fuels that mentality. I was thinking, I saw a fundraising email um, from a congressional candidate in Florida who uh, she's actually a friend of mine. We worked on the Hill together. We were both healthcare staffers uh, in the Senate and now she's, she's running in the, in Florida for a congressional seat. Uh, and I think she's the front runner actually. And I get these fundraising emails from her and, and I, we're friends. I like her a lot I, as a person. Um, but I can't donate. I was, I needed, I was thinking for weeks, like I need to send her, I need to donate to her campaign. I need to give her some cash. And now I'm like, unless I see a statement coming mm-hmm. from a candidate, I've already got one friend in Congress, uh, who's a, who's a Congressman. And now if she comes in, I'll actually have two, which is kind of cool. But unless I see a statement from one of them, I'm never giving either one of them money. I just, I need to see something. I need to see some sort of independence and some sort of normalcy here. Principles. Um, some principles. The, the, I think the funniest news of the week, actually, if there was any funny news, is that uh, Representative Steve King from Iowa oh, finally yeah. got, got booted out in the primary. Um, you know, good riddance. He's a ra- he, good riddance. He's su- super racist, uh, has said horrible things through for years and years, been marginalized because of it, lost his committee assignments, um, and he was basically just a warm body in D.C., but when I did some research on the guy who beat him in the primary, it wasn't because he ran against Steve King, the racist. He ran against Steve King, not an effective ally for Donald Trump. And that's how he really? won. That's, that was the analysis that I read from some of the local uh, political affiliates in, in Iowa. And I was just like, really? Like, I think I, it seems, did like, I also it seems like kind it, of a slam dunk, but right. Well. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. I I will cry no tears over 
Steve King leaving our our lives yeah. for good. Yeah, yeah. But it's just sad that his opponent won because he he framed Steve King as the guy who's not an effective ally for Donald Trump when he should have framed him as the guy who is a racist son of a bitch. Right. Right. That's <laughs> but, what got him. Yeah. But um, I get whatever works, I guess to get that. Guy Tommy out. Tuberville is, is also, you know, kind of framing Jeff session as obviously not an yeah. ally of, of Donald Trump, even though yep. I would imagine sessions could run circles around him as an effective politician. Um, and probably get more done for Alabama than Tommy Tuberville ever will. But yeah, you know, um, that should be interesting to follow. But, but well, Tommy but. Tuberville did have one undefeated season as head coach of Auburn. So, and did he lose in the national championship game? Did no, he, he, he no, that was awarded. Who did who got it over over Auburn? That was during the uh, oh, that was before everybody... the BCS. That was before the... the BCS. It was when everybody votes. Mm, and I forget who they gave it to. Over, right. Yeah. Who they gave it to over. I do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, I think they were like 11 and 0. Yep. Well, anyway. football, fonder days, you know? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I saw, I saw on Twitter, you know, Georgia football starts in 95 days or something like that, or the season starts in 95 days. Yeah. So they're, everybody's still planning on playing college football. Sports um, are coming back slowly and surely. Maybe not at like we, um, normal NBA is going to have a NBA 22, yeah. 22 team finish to the season. Sounds NHL like is NHL is going to finish their season. Do something similar where it's just kind of the, it's basically just playoffs. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm still curious on how they're going to do, how baseball is going to happen. Well, um, uh, it if, may it, happen. if it happens. Yeah. yeah. I read today. Well, because the, the play, the players union is pushing back hard. Yeah. Yeah. But it's fun to talk about things like that rather than yeah. how, the dire straits our country's in at the moment. Totally. So, um, totally. Yeah. So I'm going to make sure we're still recording here because my computer just, Oh no, we're good. All right. Just make sure. Well, we can wrap it up. Yeah. Are you, are you so, still playing poker? Have you been playing poker through all this? Uh, I got knocked out about 10 minutes ago. Oh, okay. Was it a tournament? Yeah. They're uh, still playing. There's, there's gotcha. a final table of nine guys right now. So they're on gotcha. a zoom call. I'm going to rejoin them in a couple minutes. And, <sighs> So uh, you want to tell me if you're into anything these days? Uh, I'm, I'm nothing, not into anything new um, at all, really. Yeah. Um, there just isn't much happening that I've had the opportunity to, to take up on um, since the last time we talked. But um, let me see. Like, let me think about this. Uh, well, why are you thinking? Ha- I can... Anything, anything to do with water right now. Cause it's, you know, the, it's, it's summer, it's hot. The kids can't go to the pool. So we, you know, we purchased a splash pad uh, off of, off of Amazon. We've got an inflatable pool that we're going to actually set up, and then it's um, Teddy's fifth birthday next week. Congratulations! Theodore. Thank you. Can't believe it. He's going to be five. Um, so we're trying to figure out what we're going to do for him um, to make him feel a little bit special on his yeah. on his birthday. Um, we'll see. But um, so what? So man, what are you into this? What are you, what are you into then? So, um, yeah, so I'm still playing a lot of FIFA, uh, which I highly recommend if anyone has a PlayStation 4 and wants to lose to me, um, let me know. Uh, You can DM me at at our Twitter account. Um, But besides that, uh, I watched Uncut Gems this past weekend. Oh, how is that? The Adam Sandler movie? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I thought it was great. 
um yeah it's kind of a scorsese-esque uh it's interesting it just kind of like throws you into this world of adam sandler's character you know a jewish jeweler in new york who gets in all sorts of trouble um and kind of just starts and is fast paced all the way through and it's like two hours goes by like that and uh, uh it's kind of interestingly done and uh i'd recommend it it's it's uh it's it's pretty intense um and sandler gets a great great performance uh you know you don't think of him as a drama uh drama actor but he does a great job and is it uh, a movie or or a miniseries no it's 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 a movie oh it's a movie okay Um, yeah yeah so um yeah it's good i'd recommend it i along those lines I i won't ruin anything so i'll just um, just say I recommend it. Nice. Well, along those lines, I, I, I have been watching uh, Space Force, Steve Carell's oh. new show. Yeah, how's that? It's um, it's got really funny moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, ben Schwartz, uh, who I think is hilarious in anything he does, is really funny in it. Mm-hmm. Um, Carell's character is it's 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 strange because he's trying to play a four star general that's running, that's starting and running the Space Force, the Department mm-hmm. of Space Force. Um, so it's, it, it, they, it's pretty funny when he goes back to Washington space force is based in Colorado, but anytime he goes back to Washington, meet with the other joint chiefs, uh, it's like Jane Lynch is the, is the, is the Admiral of the Navy, um, or the joint chief, one of the joint chiefs for the Navy. Um, it's, and she's really funny. Uh, it's, I, it's not hilarious, but it's, it's funny enough and entertaining enough to watch. So I've, I've, I've enjoyed it. It's Uh, Netflix, right? It's Netflix, yeah. Well, maybe I'll check it out. Yeah, check it out. Check it. the The first episode is, yeah, it's 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 funny. It's funny enough to watch. It's worth the watch. Is it like thirty minute episodes? Yeah, like thirty thirty six oh, minutes. Perfect, something like that. Okay, cool. Um, so check out Space Force and then Uncut Gems. <laughs> All right, man. Well, hopefully follow this, us on Twitter. Hopefully, follow next time we talk, uh, things won't have gotten worse. But say, well, you know, yeah. never say never. I, we left out one story that came out of River Forest. Uh, actually, I'll, I'll, we'll dive into it real quick. There was a we had a guy in uh, River Forest, which is our neighboring suburb, literally like one street separates Oak Park from River Forest. Was arrested and charged with a hate crime yesterday mm. um, in the parking lot of the Jewel grocery store. So apparently, he was in line at the Starbucks inside the grocery store, and next to a, a black girl who is uh, I don't know, she might have been in her early twenties or something like that. And evidently called her a black B word, a black bitch. And for I know I don't know why or why he did that or what what instigated it, but she immediately pulled out her phone and followed him out into the parking lot and was filming him, asking him why he would call her that and why he would say that she's the reason why people are dying. And he just kept walking. He was getting to his car, and it seemed like he was just going to get in his car and drive away, and that would be it. But then, of course, the guy stops, turns around, like sizes her up, and then he takes a swipe at the phone to try and knock it out of her hands. Mm-hmm. And of course, like melee just sets in, and it becomes an altercation. Um, the phone drops. So you really don't see a whole lot. You do see him try and stomp on her phone. Mm-hmm. Um, but clearly, she's yelling, "Keep your hands off me! Don't put your hands on me!" And they get separated by some, you know, innocent by some uh, uh, good Samaritans. Mm-hmm. Um, and he took off. But um, so he was. Uh, he ended up getting arrested. I think later that night at his home. But literally, like within. So I. This happened in the morning, like around ten thirty. So I didn't find out about it until like four in the afternoon. But by then, this guy's 
home address, work address, cell phone number, work phone number, email was all over Twitter and Facebook and people, the, the virtual mob was out to get him and calling him a white supremacist and a racist. And I mean, he might be a racist. I mean, yes. I don't know. I don't, personally, like I don't is, know. But... personally, I really don't give a shit, but <laughs> it just blew my mind. Like how fast this guy, his life is done. Like, mob justice is mob justice swift. kicked in. And I was like, what a time to lose your cool. Like all that guy had to do, like she didn't have any video proof that he called her anything. All he had to do was get in his car and drive off, and it would have. She would have tweeted about it, and probably that would have been it. Yeah, four but people no, would have like, seen it, and yeah, and but no, like he had to turn around and and get confrontational and make it worse, and like oh my god, so that wow. was the excitement. I had not heard here. that. Yeah, yeah, but anyway, well, so hopefully, yeah, things will deescalate. Hopefully, things will get a little bit better, a little bit more normal. I don't know if it will, but. I will be hopeful at least for now. Cool. Could be a rough so. uh, five months till November. Four, yeah. four months, five months, five months, five yeah. months. Yeah. Five months from today. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Not, not soon enough. Until then we'll have lots of episodes of politics and bros. We will. So follow us on Twitter uh, at bros politics. Listen to us on where uh, you get your podcasts, Apple podcasts and Spotify and uh, how one day we'll go to a casino. Ta ta. Take care, brother. Have a good night. You too.